This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla, and today I have a very special guest with me. I'm going to be interviewing Becca. She is a psychic human design coach, educator, and visionary. And what she does is she helps with blending human design with psychic abilities to help women master and embody their potent energies. So Becca and myself connected through the human design program that I'm doing. She's a support coach, and I I obviously just wanted to connect with her because she's also a 6-2 profile and I really wanted to get her essence, her experience of being off the roof as a 6-2 and really capture her story about how she's pivoting in her business right now and bringing in more of an essence with psychic abilities and that level of spirituality. So Becca, I'm so excited to have you on. Yeah, if you could just share a little bit more about yourself, like where you're from and even how you got into human design would be amazing. Sure, sure. Thank you. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled to chat with you. I've been watching your journey, obviously, through SSCC as well. And I just love what you're doing. And I particularly love your images on your Instagram. Can I just say they're so beautiful and wild and stormy? And that's totally my thing. So I love those. So yes, my story. Um, I'll try and keep it brief. I am originally from the UK. And we moved to Brisbane in Australia about 15 years ago now. And I've always had, ever since I was little, I've always had kind of this feeling that I think a lot of people, even in the human design community, can resonate with that there's just something a bit different about me. I don't quite fit in. And I'm not sure why. I don't quite fit into my family sometimes. I don't quite fit into, I definitely didn't fit into corporate all of the time. There's just something that's kind of not not quite the same as everyone else. And um, I've been, I wanted to get out of corporate for over a decade. And I tried to start business after business. I was a wedding planner. I sold pet products. I sold jewelry. I sold t-shirts. I did everything. And nothing really took off. And then when the pandemic hit, I started to do web design work for spiritual entrepreneurs. And that kind of got me into that kind of world of spirit and helped me open up my, not open up my ability so much at the time, but my thinking about what was possible and kind of what else was out there. And then at the beginning, just when the pandemic hit in March last year, I signed up for a mastermind with Coach Holly Marie, who's amazing. And she, as part of her mastermind, she had Eden Carpenter, who was doing a presentation about human design. And I'd heard about human design from Megan at SheVolve very, very briefly. I was listening to, to a, a conversation she was having. And when she mentioned it, I was like, to be honest, Kayla, I was like, oh, not something else for me to learn. Like, I cannot learn any other modalities. This is ridiculous. I can't deal with all this. And I just like brushed it aside. And then when Eden did this presentation, I remember her saying she had all of our charts and she looked at my chart and she said, I've never seen this level of definition in someone's chart, like in their sacral and their spleen and their emotional center, their root center. And that kind of caught my attention. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then after that, I kind of, it, it, I got on with the rest of the mastermind and really didn't dig much into human design, but then it kept coming up and kept coming up and pushing on me and pushing on me to the point where I couldn't ignore it anymore. And all of a sudden it just kind of, my obsession with it just ignited. And I started buying Eden's courses and I was making notes and studying them. And my husband was like, what? what is it like what are you doing I'm like I've no idea I'm just loving this because it gave me permission to stop comparing myself to other women particularly my relationships with other women 
had always been very difficult, particularly in the workplace. Now, having dug into my gene keys, I know exactly why. And I've managed to kind of flip that into my zone of genius, which is where I am now. So that's interesting. So, yeah, human design just snowballed from there. I was one of the first to do Eden's course when she released it. And now I'm a coach for that. And now I have my own business. And I did have a membership that um, where I helped women transition out of the nine to five with using human design. Um, and then the psychic abilities have just started to develop and push on me the same way that human design did. So now I'm studying those and started to talk about it on Instagram and it resonates with so many people. Like the reaction I've had to it has been incredible. So I'm just... In human design, I'm a passive non-specific manifester. So I'm just leaning back, receiving and saying to spirit, just show me the next steps, you know, and I'm a generator. So I don't plan very far in advance. I'm just like, I'm going with it. Show me the next steps. So yeah, that's my story in a nutshell. <laughs> I love it so much. And I was laughing so hard because I've interviewed quite a few people now and definitely talked about human design on my channel quite a bit at this point. And literally every person has some form of a story of, oh yeah, I like kind of found human design. And then I sort of looked into it and I was like, no, I'm not doing this because it's so freaking complicated and deep and complex. And then it just keeps coming back. It's like knocking on the door, like over and over and over again. So I love, you know, I was just, I was listening to you. I'm obviously on mute and I was like laughing by myself in my office. I'm like, this is, this is so relatable. I completely get it, you know? And yeah. I, I was also smiling too, just because of the natural essence of being a six, two, and you're just talking about all these different jobs mm -hmm. and that that you've had in the past. And that's like very yeah. much being a fellow six, two, I resonate with that. Right. But mm -hmm. then there's so much wisdom that comes from it, you know? So I think that's so amazing. And I'm really excited that you're bringing in the psychic abilities. Cause one of the things that I'm really seeing in the online space, especially with coaches and just with women as well, is mm -hmm. the, the ability to tap more into the feminine essence, like mm -hmm. the feminine essence and bringing that spirituality and the psychic abilities into business and trusting that more than the right strategy and just very, the very corporate masculine ways of doing things. It's just, I'm seeing that shift now. So I'm really curious, you know, especially because funnily enough, I asked Becca to come on right when she was just starting to shift her Instagram and she had like just made a post about psychic abilities and human design. And I was like, oh, I want to interview you. And she's like, oh my God, you caught me in such a transitional point. I'm like, this is perfect. So I'm really curious. You've shared more about, you know, psychic abilities and human design. What else has come up? Like how, how is this evolving so far for you in your life and, and in your business? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. And, and I love what you said about the 6-2 as well. I was conditioned to think that I couldn't stick to anything and that, oh, she's lost interest in this and she's jumping from job to job. And you're absolutely right. Now that gives me the wisdom to look back and say, okay, I see why this happened. I see why I had, um, you know, my first marriage um, was difficult. I see why that happened. I see why... I've gone on this entire journey and it really does, um, it kind of validates the fact that you have jumped around and had all these different interests. And now I'm proud of that. I'm really, really proud of that. So that's a, yeah, that's a good point to bring up. So yeah, psych, I mean, I'll be completely honest. I'm literally at the beginning of this journey with blending human design and psychic abilities. And I'm literally just kind of opening up to them. And I, don't, I really don't know how it's going to pan out. So I'm just, I'm on this psychic development course. And as, as we learn more, because I, I have a defined Arjuna, so I see everything through the lens of my perspective on human design. So it was natural for me to say, okay, well, when I'm literally plugging into someone's energy, where's that coming from in my chart? Like, what am I feeling? Yesterday, we did a session and when we went into meditation to connect with the person that, that we were reading for, I could feel the pressure up here. I could feel it in my open head center. So that makes me curious. So I'm like, well, what's going on there? What are the actual mechanics of, I have an open head center. How does that work when I'm connecting to someone's energy? So yeah, you've literally caught me in a real kind of um, 
kind of a three line energy, a really um, kind of trial and error and what's happening. But to be honest, and the city of my um, vocation is transparency. So I'm going to be completely honest. Every time I go to talk about it, I feel like I should know already what this looks like, like a portal between the material plane and the spirit of us connect. And it's how I'm connecting. So I see it as kind of a window. I see the centers as a window or a portal between me and what's going on in the spirit world. So I can bring those messages through to my clients. So that's, and that's literally a revelation that's kind of come to me in the last couple of days. So you're probably the first person that I've told about that. So very honestly, it's still very trial and error, but I'm just, I'm just letting them guide me as to what's, what's supposed to come through. Yes. And I love and appreciate this, this transparency so much because I also know that I'm a very intuitive person. And so like even just you sharing and, and feeling like, well, I don't know how it's going to look. I even just trust you and sharing your story. Cause like the thing with, I think what people try to do when it comes to psychic abilities or intuition is that because we're so used to being so human and having the answers, we, we have this, it, it really takes a process to trust our psychic abilities because it isn't about having the answers right away. And, you know, one thing that I've been doing is I've really recently in the last two months has started tapping into the Akashic records. So going in and going into, yes, into a meditative state. And sometimes I go in, I have no agenda. And actually what I started doing this week is, is going into the Akashic records and doing channeled writing. And what I'm noticing is like, it's, it's funny because this morning, for example, I was, I was in, going into my meditation and then I was, I knew I was going to start doing some channeled writing. And then I could hear the theme like already coming up, like, Kayla, you're going to write about self-trust. And I had no idea of what I was going to write, but I went into the Akashic Records. I sat with it. I only have to sit for a few moments before I start writing. And it's like, I think that's the beauty of it is that psychic abilities are just this infinite ability to just allow things to unfold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. And I love Akashic record work is something that really fascinates me. It's something that you know how modalities start to come into the periphery of your world and you hear about like human design did. Absolutely fascinating. I love it. But yeah, we always feel particularly when we're, we're in business that we have to have the answers for the next right step. So for example, the um, boundless the membership that I'm just closing People have been contacting me and said, what, why are you closing? I want to get in. Like, what's happening? And I'm kind of like, I don't know what's happening. It's illogical to me to be closing it. But I have all, the, a lot, well, not all, but the majority of energy in my chart is not logical. I have these, this very illogical circuitry. So it doesn't make sense to me. The logical thing to do is to keep boundless open and open it a few times a year and and help women leaving their nine to five. But that's not what is happening. I'm feeling this shift. And whenever I trust my intuition and trust what's coming through, the next right step always appears. And I have asked for that. I've kind of said to my guides, I'm willing to shift. I'm willing to see what's next for me. And it is nerve wracking. Like it feels like the rug's being pulled out from under you. Cause I'm like, I don't even know what my next offering program looks like I've no idea because I'm just learning this and I always remember Eden saying I don't teach to the edges of my understanding and that's kind of really stuck in my head she said I don't learn something and turn around and teach it so I'm being very very deliberate not to do that because the urge is to do that right because we're business owners but I don't know enough about it yet so my posts on Instagram at the moment are reflecting the things that are coming through and kind of where I am with it and but they are resonating harder than any other posts that I've posted so I'm just going with it because it's it's something that people need at the moment so that's what I'm trusting but yeah I'm kind of in this this kind of flux of feminine energy kind of going okay well I'm going to receive I'm going to receive but I don't know what it's going to look like but it's you're right it's not our job to know what it looks like it's our job to stay in the right energy and to receive and be a vehicle for 
what can really help people, particularly right now. Yeah. The last thing people need is us forcing our opinions on them about different modalities. What I feel people need is for us to be clear channels to say, this is what's coming through. If it resonates with you, great. You know, if some of it resonates, take what you need and leave the rest. Like, that's how I feel. I never, I'm always very conscious never to talk anyone into human design or believing in it or um, believing in psychic abilities. I know what I feel and that's enough. That's enough for me to serve people. Loving this conversation so much. And I have a question that came up for me while I was listening to you. And the question is, one of the things that I noticed about being a generator is my, so my head is undefined. My Ajna is completely open and my throat is completely open. I only have my G and my sacral defined. And Mm -hmm. what I notice is that sometimes I think I'm responding to something, but it's like, it's almost like I'm responding to my own ideas, but then it's not actually aligned because there's this sort of agenda behind it. Like it hasn't been something that was presented Mm -hmm. to me from the universe. So I'm just curious, how does, how does a generator respond to their intuition or like psychic guidance when that feels like something that comes from within? Do you know what I mean? Mm, Yes, that is a great, great question. When I look back, like I said, even from when I was a child, a small child, I didn't want to sleep on my own. I was terrified of the dark. I was terrified of being on my own. And I've always felt like I said, that there was something different, that there was something more. And then I started to go through very um, kind of confronting spiritual experiences and they got more and more and more and more frequent. And it particularly accelerated after um, one of my pups passed away. His brother Oscar is right here as we talk. But Alfie passed away three years ago almost to the day. And after that happened... I started to see him like I would see flashes of him like because they're 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 brothers like they were the same color they're like bright gold basically and I would see flashes of his head flashes of his flashes of his back like disappearing around the corner and that kind of helped open up my psychic abilities as well so when I think about what I'm responding to it's something that has come up again and again and again and again in my life but I just didn't recognize it until I found human design. I didn't, I wasn't able to conceptualize, well, this is something that keeps coming up and keeps coming up. Are you going to, how are you going to respond to this till it's, I'm nearly 51 now and it's taken me this long to say, okay, I get it. I'm going to respond to it. I think with generators, it's, it's really a case of trial and error. You get to know the difference between something you're responding to that is kind of self-generated compared to something that you respond to that's external. I can feel the difference when I create an offer or a program out of my head compared to one that people are always asking me for or one that has that's come up over and over again. I just did an energetic story masterclass about how to read a chart using the energetic story, like presenting it in a way to a client that makes sense. So we don't have to teach them the whole chart. We tell them the story of their energy. And the way that was created by people asking me how I read charts, it was so easy to create. It sold really well. The reaction to it was great. It's my most popular course. And now I can tell the difference between that and other things that I've thought, I've I've got to put something out there. I need some income. Like, what is it going to be? My open head center is like, what is it? What is it? What is it? And the more you do, the more you create and the more you're kind of cognizant of how did I create that? And what, how is it different to something that I responded to? It, It becomes obvious. The difference in energy is very obvious, I think. I'm appreciating that guidance so much (laughs) because I feel like that is something that I struggle with especially having so much openness up top in particular Mm -hmm. is just like picking up ideas or being more excited about maybe the possibility of the end result than actually the process or like the next Mm -hmm. step and so right Mm -hmm. now I've really slowed down where I'm just like I, I would I would say that I feel like I'm in a generator's plateau, but I've been in this I've experienced a generator's plateau probably like four or five times since April, 
And I'm just really trusting mm-hmm. that. But it's just, it. I do find that so interesting. Like externally, there was this, whether it was a spiritual experience or it was coming from your audience and or your clients, like that really gave you something to respond to. So I think that's so important. Like anyone who is a sacral being listening to this is obviously that that really gives a concrete example of how to respond without self-generating because it's I mean there's nothing wrong with self-generating but it's a different energy right and I'm really I'm really starting to see that yeah completely the best thing I've done lately is unfollow almost everyone on Instagram because I started to understand like I get so inspired when I'm on Instagram and, and having this new way of looking at human design with psychic abilities coming through I can't do that when I'm so inspired by everyone else. I just need to not worry about what everyone else is doing and just create. And that's been difficult. Like to unfollow that many people is all sorts of conditioning comes up because you think, what will they think? I don't like them anymore. Like, will I lose all my followers? But none of that's true. That's just stories we tell ourselves. So, um, yeah, anyone with an open head center, that's been really really good for me yeah I probably it must have been a month ago or two I unfollowed everyone on Instagram I have zero zero followings and I did that because Eden did that (laughs) and I messaged Eden I was like Eden what is your feed like with no followings and she's like it's just my own stuff like this is amazing for my open head center right and I was like or her undefined head center and I was like I relate to that. And then I had to trust it, you know, because obviously I don't have nearly as many followers as she does. Now it's same thing came up. What happens if I unfollow people? But I got into the head, the headset or the mindset of, okay, I'm here to create and share. And if Mm -hmm. anyone unfollows me because I'm not following them, then they're obviously not getting value from my work. And I totally respect that because they deserve to be and have a space where they're consuming what they want. Like it's totally not personal. And that was like the biggest breakthrough you know to really respect that 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 like energetic boundary was so profound when I did that and so it totally makes sense Mm -hmm. because it just creates this clear space to receive and especially when you're tapping into psychic abilities and whatnot and it was really when I actually got into the Akashic records that I set that Mm -hmm. boundary and I was like I'm not I'm not following anyone so yeah I think it's great and I'm seeing more people doing this like I've seen a lot of people do this in the last several months now yes definitely I did a post about it uh the other day and it just blew up and so many people commented on it they were like oh my god this gives me permission to do it too you know that's so cool and I've I think I follow four people um and two of those are just for inspiration and they're not um human design they're just because they're pretty and they make me feel good when I look at the pictures and that's about it and it's so good. I don't waste hours just scrolling and scrolling. And I also feel that sometimes in the spiritual community, you know, the whole, this is what I think, read, read that again, say it with me, read that again. And, and that, that's great for, for people that need those messages. There's nothing wrong with that. But for me, I started to feel the pressure of, I feel like people are kind of telling me what to do all the time and it got really, really heavy. So yeah, yeah, it feels really good. I would love to dive into the conversation around, I shared with you before we hit record, being a 6'2 and being on the roof. I've, I've had a lot of conversations mm-hmm. with people who have gone from getting onto the roof. So, you know, they hit that Saturn return age 28, 29, and they become a six line, which is like where I've been the last couple of years now. And so mm-hmm. then there's the experience of being on the roof. And it's funny because when I was reading about the six line being off the roof and it's like, you're in this energy of like mastery and like really mm-hmm. sinking into yourself. And I was like, yeah. okay, so I have to wait 20 years before this happens. <laughs> like why can't this happen right now? So I would love if you can, if you can share about your experience of being a six, two, and obviously you can reflect going onto the roof, coming off to the roof. And yeah, I would just love for you to elaborate on that. Yeah, sure. Okay. So the markers for those changing phases were really obvious for me when I look back, like when I I kind of finished in that trial and error phase and moved into on the roof, it's, it was almost overnight. 
and the energy completely shifted. I didn't know what it was at the time because for me, that was nearly 21 years ago. But what I can say is as soon as I moved into that phase, things started to change drastically in my world. I left my first husband. I changed my job. I met my second husband. We moved to Australia very quickly. We'd only known each other 18 months when we moved here and everything started to change. And then I did go into this plateau of a very happy time, but also very, I could never settle anywhere in any job. And it became so, I became so miserable in corporate because I couldn't understand why this was happening to me. And it really was a long period, 20 years of saying, why is this happening to me? Why is my life like this? I don't understand. Is it because I couldn't settle to a career when I was 30, you know, kind of from birth to 30? Is it that, you know, I used to be a flight attendant. Is it that I gave up my job, the job I love the most, and now I've destroyed my life because I'm so unhappy that I'm not doing that anymore? Lots and lots of things. It really is a time of real reflection, And saying, what do I actually want? What can I do? Who are a lot of who am I? Like a lot of soul searching and still a lot of trial and error for me because I was so desperate to start my business and get out of corporate that a lot of trial and error. But I was trying to start a business from a place of not knowing who I was in any way, like in any way at all. And then almost overnight when I turned 50, Like coming up to 50, I started to get really fascinated by crone energy. And I started to understand that's one thing that I did start to understand when I was in that on the roof phase was how is it that women build up this huge body of knowledge and wisdom and whether they raise children or don't raise children or, you know, whatever they do for their work or their career, they build up all of this wisdom, then they get to 50 and it counts for nothing. We're just discarded. We become invisible. That started to really bother me and really made me think what a disservice we're doing to the collective and the planet and humanity by discarding. I can talk about from the perspective of women because that's what I focus on discarding all of this wisdom. No wonder there's so many issues. No wonder people don't look at their elders of sources of wisdom. They just get discarded. It just didn't make sense to me. So that was one of the things that I started to really kind of dig into moving up to 50. And then almost overnight when I turned 50, so much peace, so much clarity. Like I loved being 50. And I think it depends how you approach that third phase. Like I was thrilled to be 50. I was, I felt so privileged that I got to be an age that some people don't get to be like what a privilege that is and how much wisdom I have to share now and how it doesn't matter what package it comes in anymore that's kind of out the window you know I mean I, I still love you know I go to the gym I still love doing my hair and makeup and stuff like that but it's just so not important anymore and the change is very visceral and that people looking to you as a role model really accelerates particularly if, if you're aware of that phase and you step into it and you you just let people know how much you love it and how thrilling it is to be this age rather than what we're conditioned to think, which is, oh God, it's 50. Like, I don't want to be 50. Damn, yeah, I wanted to be 50. I'm so excited. I'm nearly 51. I'm excited to be that age too. You know, I'm still here and still learning and growing. And yeah. It's, it's really thrilling that, but that, that on the roof phase can be, it can be confusing, but I think if you're aware of it and you know what phase you're in, I think that's your 95% of the way there. You're like, Oh, I get it. I get why I'm here. That was such a beautiful share. And the one thing that I really got present to is when you said, you know, I'm 50, like what a privilege to be here. Like not everyone gets to be this age. Like, I just realized my unconscious bias of, oh no, like you're getting into your forties and your fifties and your sixties, like, oh, you're getting old. You know what I mean? Like there's this real heaviness around it. And 
And I don't know, just the way that you spun that and just really made it like, it's a privilege for me to be here. I have so much wisdom to share. It was just like, I just kind of gawked like in amazement. (laughs) Like I just, I love, I love how you said that. I really just wanted to highlight that for the listeners because I think it's so important to pay attention to what our biases are and like, Mm. you know, getting older is a privilege even though there's so much dread for some people like it's there's there's just this this beauty in every phase of life that we go into so I I really love the way that you shared that that was like amazing and what if I live another 50 years you know I'm not going to give up halfway through my life I feel like I'm just getting started now (laughs) you know there's so much more to come so yeah good I love that I would love if we can dive back in a little bit to the psychic things. And I'm just curious, what are some of the things that you started sharing on your feed and just, you know, people coming forth and being like, oh my gosh, this resonates so much. I'm curious, what are, what are some of the golden nuggets you can share so that in this conversation, we can help their listeners maybe gain awareness that they might actually realize that they also have psychic abilities. Well, I mean, everyone does, but they may feel more connected to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a really, really good question. And that's a challenging question for me, just kind of trying to bring bring these things together. So what's coming in? What just dropped in? So this is, I think this is a download because this just dropped in was what really helped me was having psychic readings with somebody I trusted. That really helped because it was through those readings that, my spirit team were able to come through and say, you're on the right track. They said, you're on the right track, but you have to earn your stripes first. Like you have to dig in and really learn this. And one of the messages I got was, you'll kind of transcend the modality with human design. So all the modalities, whether it's, you know, tarot records or, you know, whatever it is, some practitioners transcend that there's more to do than I was going to say just that it's not just that but there's another level and I was told there will be another level it will be human design and human design and something and I was like oh that's interesting I've no idea what that is but the more it kind of settled the more I thought I know what it is I I know what it is. I've got these two things that I've been trying to kind of blend together. And now I know why. So I would say if you're interested in human design, if you're really in touch with your energy, having a psychic reading with someone you trust is a really, really good place to start. But I think what human design does is it teaches us to trust ourselves And I I guess I kind of struggle with that phrase sometimes because we hear it a lot and it sounds a bit like a cliche, but how do I trust myself? Well, I've started to trust myself. Well, I do trust myself by understanding how my energy works, particularly my manifestation style so that I can relax and receive these downloads. That's what it is. So that I can really, because when I was trying to kind of make things happen before, and make specific lists about what I wanted to manifest or how I wanted my life to look it never worked for me because that's not how my energy works and now I know I relax I receive my desires my manifestations come so fast that it scares me sometimes like sometimes I'm like oh my god sometimes I'm like I better maybe I shouldn't think that because or, you know, try and manifest that because that comes fast to the point where I've got a vision board here and I keep having to change the images on the vision board because they're coming like it's crazy. But my intuition has helped me trust that because people say to me, well, how do you manifest so fast and how does this happen? And intuition and connecting to spirit is a way that I can explain that I don't have a specific way of doing it. It just happens because I understand my chart. It's like the way I see it visually is the human design chart. It's kind of this masculine framework, kind of the first way we come to understand how unique we are and how incredibly powerful we are. And then we lay whatever modality it is again over the top of that, whether it's Akashic Records, Psychic Abilities, whatever it is. 
but that human design is something that we've been given as a framework to start that self-trust piece and then we can move on from there. I totally hear you and I love what you said about human design being the framework because it's so interesting because when I started doing SSCC back in March right and diving into the content like I knew nothing about human Mm -hmm. design I knew nothing and I can see it now now that I'm into the gene keys I'm like oh yes human (laughs) design is literally a framework let's slap on some gene keys like there's just it's it's a tool is really what it comes down to and one of the things I, I love that you said is we were, we were kind of talking about this before we hit record, like this self-trust piece. I, when I was channeling this morning and doing the Akashic record reading, writing session, one of the things that came up for me is that self-trust comes down to self-leadership and mm-hmm. self-guidance. Like, and it's really a, a cycle. Like in order to trust ourselves, we have to allow ourselves to be guided But the irony Mm -hmm. is that we think that it's someone else or something else that's going to guide us, but we cannot follow guidance unless we choose to follow the guidance. Mm -hmm. So again, it comes back to us and and Mm -hmm. what we what we choose to believe in and also just taking ourselves to spaces that we've never been in because trust is really Mm -hmm. cultivated when we experience something, we do something, we say something that we've never had before, because then it kind of expands the edges of what we know. Mm And so, yeah, exactly. And I think that um, one thing that I've struggled with, so maybe other people struggle with it is, is it real? Like I, I wanted a definitive, yes, human design is real. Yes, the spirit world is real. Yes, you're not going crazy. Like that's what I wanted. And I've come to understand that, like you just said, if you believe in it, if it works for you, then it works for you. And you don't need to know any more than that. Like that is it, you know, that, and those are the kind of messages that I've been getting, just trust it. It works for you. It doesn't work for everyone. And if it doesn't work for everyone, they can leave it and find something else. That's completely fine. But it's my tool that I use. And that's all that I really need to know. So that's where that self-trust comes in as well. I'm loving this so much. The next thing I want to dive into is I would be curious because it was when I started sharing with other women, like obviously women that I trust, and I started talking about psychic abilities and intuition. And I think it, I don't even really know when this happened, but it might have been last year, early this year. Like I started connecting with what I would say is like my higher self. Actually, I was told that it was my higher self when I had a psychic reading. And her name is Stella. And it's like, how I describe it. <laughs> I know her name, her name is Stella. And you know what's crazy? Oh, yeah. So her name is Stella. And Stella, when I looked it up, has to do with the stars. And when I had this psychic reading, she's like, Yeah, like she's literally just like this star seed soul sister, like your higher self, right? Like that's where this guidance is coming from. And so if I were to describe what this feels like, is like I feel like I ask myself questions but I feel Mm -hmm. that I get an answer from Stella and I feel Mm -hmm. her presence for example is like up and behind me and I feel like she's connected to like a bigger source so for Mm -hmm. example when people when people talk about their spirit team or their spirit guides or you know they have like different Mm -hmm. connections different voices or different energies that they experience I don't experience that I experience Stella however Mm -hmm. when I go into the Akashic records that Mm -hmm. is where I experience it's like when I ask questions or when I receive guidance it's different energies and it feels like it's coming from Mm -hmm. a collective but it feels like someone new has stepped Mm -hmm. forward and there it's a different energy it's a different voice and I get a lot of I get a lot of more masculine guidance I feel like it feels Mm -hmm. like a masculine energy it's really interesting but it's very Mm -hmm. different than when I just let's say if I'm just meditating like I haven't opened the records for example so Mm I've never actually shared that out loud before. <laughs> I mean, I've <laughs> talked about like Stella, but I've never talked about my experience in the Akashic Records. And so I'm yeah. curious what your experience is when you connect with your guides or, you know, your higher self, like, what is it like for you? Mm, good question. What is it like for me? I, I get a lot of guidance early in the morning and late at night. And I think that's because, again, from when I was little, I always saw whenever I closed my eyes and I always saw faces 
always. And it wasn't until I mentioned it to my husband probably five or six years ago. And for some reason I mentioned it and thinking that everyone had the same thing. And he was like, um, no, <laughs> no, I don't. Like, what are you talking about? And since I've started to kind of open things up, now I get like people's faces in detail. I can open my eyes in the middle of the night. The other night there was somebody stood right next to the bed. I think it was my master guide, Ezra. I'm, I'm not sure. Like this is all still relatively new to me as well. So that's when I get guidance and I will get, it feels really clear it feels like I'm a clear channel and I will get things just literally drop in, just literally kind of dropped into my open head center. Like, there you go, there you go, like out of nowhere. So it feels good. It doesn't feel, when I'm connecting to someone else's energy, I can feel the pressure in my head and pressure in my chest. But I'm always talking to Ezra, John and Sarai are the three guides that I've met so far and I met them in meditation. And funnily enough, when I understood Sarai's name, so she's a female guide, about two days after that, we had a bottle of wine in the kitchen and it was called Sarai, S-A-R-A-I. That was a couple of years ago and I was just like, oh. So yeah, it feels really easy. I'm always talking to them. Like before we came on, I said, look, Ezra, just help me say the right things that will reach the right people with the right message, you know, help make this a really easy, fun fruitful conversation that that reaches people so yeah I just I just chat all the time and I can feel the difference between when I just chat to them compared to when I connect with someone else's energy is very different that's so beautiful I love hearing and I think it's so important when others share about their intuitive experiences because for me that's that's what it's like when I connect with you know the divine source and whatnot like my spirit guides are going into the records but it's funny because when I when I think about connecting with someone else's energy, it's, mm -hmm. it's really interesting. Cause I, yeah, I guess I can literally feel like what they're feeling, or if there's mm -hmm. something in particular that's bothering them, I, I won't know like what it is. Like I've never done a formal energetic reading of someone, but mm -hmm. I can just feel when someone's off. Like it's mm -hmm. just, very, it's just so obvious to me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, um, your open emotional center as well. Oh yeah. That for sure. <laughs> picking up all the things <laughs> but that's one of the things like you know energy and psychic abilities like I think the most important thing like you said is is that clear and that clean feeling hence mm -hmm. unfollowing everyone on Instagram like those mm -hmm. are energetic boundaries like last weekend I realized I was in like 50 groups on Facebook for business mm -hmm. and spirituality and I I deleted yeah. myself from all of them and I couldn't yeah. believe the energetic clearing that I felt from that you know, like mm. it seems so trivial, but I think that's one of the biggest things. Like if somebody's listening and they're like, well, I want to connect more, you need to clear yourself. Like your yeah. energy, your energy is literally everything and how you connect with your guides and just enhance yeah. your, you know, your psychic abilities. So I guess I'm, I'm curious, actually, if you can share a little bit more, what are some of the practices that you do to like keep yourself clear and feeling like you can connect easily with your guides mm. and, and whatnot? Mm, sure. So what do I do? I, in the morning, when I wake up before I pick up my phone or anything like that, I say good morning to them. Like I have a really fun relationship. I'm like, morning, Ezra, morning, John, morning, Sarai, and set my intention. And I'm like, today should be really peaceful. I've got chills. I just got massive chills as I was saying that and set my intention for the day. And it's not kind of a heavy intention setting. It's kind of, oh, I'd like to be really peaceful today or today I need to be really productive. Can you help me out with that? Like just a really fun um, kind of good morning communication. And then I go through a quick gratitude practice. So what I'm grateful for and I try and find different things to be grateful for as well so that I'm not just doing it by rote and what else do I do I've stopped listening to the news in the morning that used to be the first thing I did was turn the news on now I turn on some Ravina or I turn on some meditation music or I give Oscar his many drugs and so we do that in the morning I try and stand on the grass when I take him out in the morning try and stand on the grass barefoot what I'm finding is that 
the more my energy expands, I'm having to expand to hold it. And that that's challenging at the moment. So I get a lot of intense dizziness. And I'd heard about this, like people experiencing this. And I thought, mm, really? Like, do you really? Like, is it that obvious? But it's so obvious. Like, hold on to the edge of the, the desk type dizziness. So I've been really intentional to do things like unfollowing people on social media to try and stop myself spinning out so much. What do I do? I talk to them all the time. I have my crystals. I have sage. I pull a psychic tarot card every morning. That's part of the practice for my spiritual development course that she's encouraging us to do. And yeah, really being a clear channel, just just talking to my guides and just playing around with what feels like me talking in my head and what feels like them as well. But yeah, kind of unplugging a bit from the world, not entirely, because I still like to know what's going on, but unplugging, doing things that make me feel good, taking some time off. So I've been out of my nine to five for a year today and I've worked so, so hard. And the last couple of weeks I've been intentional about okay, you need to step back. Like you, you cannot keep working like this. You need to breathe. And as soon as I started doing that, it's like my guides went, great, we're in. Let's get in. <laughs> it's like start expanding there. So yeah, those, those are the main things. I think my intention, the message I would give anyone is it doesn't have to be a heavy, oh, and a lot of meditation I do at night, a lot of meditation to go to sleep. But it doesn't have to be a heavy process. You can make it fun. Like they just want you to talk to them. My grandma's part of my spirit team. So I just talked to her. You know, I was doing the the vacuuming yesterday and I was chatting to her. So yeah, just make it fun. That's what I would say. They don't want it to be always, you know, deep and dark and heavy. No, I really appreciate you sharing that because it's it's these are all things that anyone can do. You know, it's just mm -hmm. really having an intentional way of living, paying attention yeah. to your space knowing when to set boundaries with things that can plug into or drain your energy. And I think that these are just, especially because I know that there's a lot of spiritual entrepreneurs that listen to my channel and especially those who are into human design and just energy work and all of that. Like, I think those are all very valuable points and messages that, that you shared mm. to take on. So I really, I really appreciate you sharing that. You're welcome. Yeah. Just remember to have some human time. Like I love true crime. I'm obsessed with true crime and paranormal shows and anything like that, like the kind of that side of things. I love it. Like it, it just, I just get lost in it and immersed in it. So yeah, just make sure that you have human time because that's what we're here for. You know, if we're, we're spirits having a, a human experience, we need to have human experiences sometimes and not spend all our time trying to connect with what's back home. You know, sometimes we need to be present here too. I think it's important. Yeah, I totally forgot that you were into true crime and that that was like <laughs> your thing because I, I just had a flashback to like the very first SSCC call, like the welcome call. Mm -hmm with you yeah. hosting our group and you're like hey fun fact about me I love true crime like, oh, I'm I? obsessed <laughs> I just had this memory come into my head right when you said that oh my gosh I love it so much well I really really loved our conversation today Becca and I think I just it was so dynamic you know like I loved how we really got into like the psychic things and just shared really personally how we connect and whatnot and and just really how human design gets to be a tool you know it's not the end all be all it's it's just the start that's what I realized I thought it was like oh my god this is the end all be all of like my learning and then I'm yeah. like okay cool I'm at the bottom of a new mountain right now <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love it and yeah. I love your channel and your energy your endless curiosity and your questions are just fascinating and I know sometimes you kind of say oh do I ask too many questions I'm sorry for all my questions but you serve the SSCC community by asking those questions because a lot, maybe people don't feel that they need to ask them or they, they feel silly asking them or, but you always ask them. So you're always contributing to those, those layers of knowledge. So don't stop asking your questions. I appreciate you I saying say. that. Actually, it's funny, Randy and I were talking about this, how we were speculating how like the shadow side of the 6-2 profile 
is like having all this wisdom, like the two line, having all this wisdom and the six line of being the role model and sharing it, the visionary, taking it to the next level. And the shadow side, kind of like when there's a defined center of this worry of being too much, right? Mm. So I, cause I shared with Randy, I said, sometimes I feel like I'm too much. Like I ask too many questions or I have too much to share. And then she shared that with me. And she said, I've seen this with other six twos. And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel normal. <laughs> I feel normal. I literally, that's all I needed to hear. <laughs> I'm yeah. curious, does that resonate with you as well? It might be because I'm on the roof. That might be another thing too. Yeah, I think it did. It doesn't now. Now I just share what's coming through. But yeah, there were, there was curiosities that I had when I was in that on the roof phase that I never really shared with anyone because I wasn't really in the right environment. But then the universe started to bring me people like there was one particular member of my team that I hired and she started to kind of connect with that too. Like I would take my cards into work and my oils and things like that. And she was just like, yes, pull a card for me. This is so exciting. So I think she helped me kind of open up and kind of bring me where I am now. So yeah, we sometimes we can feel like we're too much, but the way I look at it is, and Amanda Francis says this, I'm not going to take credit for it. But she says like, take what resonates and leave the rest. You know, not, we don't, not everything we say has to land with everyone. People will take what they want for like this conversation. People will take what they need and they'll leave the rest or they'll take it all. Or they'll take none of it, whatever's good for them. So yeah, that's what I would say. And by not saying what's on our heart and not saying what we feel that we're here to here to say, we're kind of doing a disservice to others because we're not letting them use their authority to discern what they connect to and what feels good to them. And is that something that I want to talk about? Like if you don't talk about your Akashic Records work, there may be someone who misses that opportunity to connect with it and it could really help them. And I love it. Like, I don't know anything about it, but but by watching your Instagram, I'm starting to learn about it. So you just never know. And yeah, let, let it land and people will take what they need to and leave the rest. That's what I would say. I love that. Well, again, I, I loved our conversation today and I'm really excited to publish this and share it with the world because mm-hmm. it's definitely another golden nugget on the channel. So before I wrap things up today, can you tell our audience where they can connect with you? And of course, I'll include that, include that in the show notes as well. Yeah, sure. So I'm Becca by Human Design everywhere. So Becca by Human Design.com, on Instagram, on TikTok, everywhere. And yeah, watch this space because I don't know what's going to happen with this, these psychic abilities and human design. Follow me and you'll see where it takes us all. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and just being like, so willing to share with where you're at right now you know I I have this quote that I love and it's like you know I'd rather be at the bottom of the right mountain than at the top of the wrong one yeah I love that yeah I love that thank you yeah and I I feel like you know that's kind of where you're at right now is like this new endeavor and it's just it's beautiful that you're 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 allowing it to unfold as it goes rather than trying to have all the ducks in a row and and show up perfectly Mm. like it's just that really gives permission for the collective so I really acknowledge Mm. you for that Becca thank you thank you and thank you for today I've had the most fun (laughs) I want to thank the listeners today for tuning in and make sure you give Becca a follow online and of course if you can like and subscribe the channel and if you share this episode definitely tag us so that we can chat and celebrate with you and we hopefully got lots of value so we'll chat with you in the next episode